what we're going to be doing on, on Monday mornings is chatting about really life and yoga and the whole intersection and continuum and expansion, like every, every direction in and out and around those two things. Um, you know, and some mornings I think that we'll have like, this is like this philosophical concept we're diving into and others will be inspired by what is going on in life at large and life in our lives and, you know, any happenings that, that illustrate this relationship that life and yoga have together. So we thought today we just kind of start off with each of us um, sharing kind of what that looks like in our homes and in our practices, because it doesn't necessarily, it's probably not going to look like what it looks like for another person. But the idea is that it, it looks like something and we're all share showing up with that shared something and it shifts and it, and it changes. So I'll, I'll start off with kind of like, where is, where is this intersection of, of yoga and life and like what it's doing for me right now? Um, and first, Leanna and her energy are here. She's working at, <laughs> at Falling Water. So um, she'll hopefully be here some Mondays and others not. But hey, that's that's life, right? Like we can't show up for everything all the time, but we do it when we can. And that's almost, that's a, a, a lot of our, our in-spirit mentality is just, you know, be where you are and that's where we're with you. So I had the fun adventure, which I actually didn't mind it as much as I thought I would, yesterday of, of weeding our front yard. And even though we are cultivating a permaculture garden and a pollinator garden so that you're essentially not supposed to have to weed it, like you're not supposed to have to do any work. God's like, let's make this whole giant yard, but then in like three years, we have to do like zero work. Um, in the beginning, laying the foundation of anything is work. And so... We still have to make sure that these giant crab grasses, which he told me are are called Bermuda grass, aren't like taking over like this little grass that, that we want to grow or this little flowering thing that attracts swallowtails and monarchs. Um, and, and we're not always the best to do in the work sometimes. So we let those weeds grow over the summer because we would walk out of our house and be like, hmm, really should take care of that. Really should do that. But <laughs> I have a baby and you've got the toddler and like, we need to like go be sane and do something that isn't housework. So our weeds, they, they're a little bit of a jungle. So yesterday we're like, let's tackle it. It's like almost 90 degrees. And Cameron comes out, he has his, his dump truck. Dump helps with everything. Dump loves to do loads of weeds. He also has like a baby wheelbarrow really into that. We set Larkin up under a tree. She's fine. She talks to it for like an hour. And I'm just, (laughs) Like I look at these, these giant grasses and at first I'm mad. I'm like, why, why did I let it get this way? Why is it doing this? Like what, like, and I'm like, okay, why am I being mad at grass? Like what, what does it matter? Like this is what I've set out to do. So I, I like, I lean down and put my garden gloves on and I like go back in my mind and I'm like nine years old and I'm, it's a Saturday morning before we're all going to go out on the lake, on the boats. And it's when my parents said, well, you're not going to do anything until you weed the walk, until you weed this part of the house. Like I had chores. That's what I did. But I also like learned how to weed. Not that you <laughs> have to have a skill of weeding. So I'm making lots of progress because I'm in the zone and I'm mm-hmm. starting to do 
like I'm starting not to hate it as much and I'm just taking it one grass at a time and getting it at the roots and being patient and Chad and Cameron are just like oh when's this over when's this done you're so good at this you should do the whole thing and I'm just like I'm not good at it I'm just I'm just taking my time with it and and it's in these moments which again it's like a ridiculous thing they keep asking like well Cameron just wants to learn how but Chad's like like how are you good how are you good at this this weeding because I'm make like there's little sections that are slowly turning into the whole section of our front yard doesn't have these weeds and I reached a point and it reminds me so much of the times when I'm in a practice or in whatever the practice asana meditation breath work where I don't want to be there I don't want to be doing it I don't want to be in this moment and then I I'm able to shift on my mat or I'm shifting you know in my sort of headspace of but just do it it's it's not hurting you and it's it's part of that friction of not wanting to do something for me is it's what moves me through into sort of the transformation of, of how something is. And that was able to transform that weeding wasn't so bad. And by the time it was done, it was actually enjoyable. And I think that as um, a mom with, I'm going to be honest, lots of things that I don't necessarily find enjoyable these days, uh, but they're things to do. And they're things that you, you know, you need to take care of. And it's almost like weeding in life too, like pruning. I know we, we've talked about that before, but it's this idea that the, the way my practice shows up is to show me what comes from just slowing down and being with something that you might not want to be with for a moment in time and taking it moment by moment by moment. And then over time, it, it smooths out. And it's not so bad. And you realize two things. One, you're in it right now. And two, whatever it is, is not going to last forever. So it literally helps me in the strangest places. But what I also know is that I do have to return to the actual practice to get the life practices. So if I hadn't been getting to my mat in the last couple weeks in the way that I am, then I would have had a big old battle with a bunch of weeds in our yard and I would have been angry about it and far less satisfied by doing it. So that's kind of my, my share for today. And, you know, we're all going to share and we'd love to know like yours as well. Just to build on that a little bit. Um, last night we talked about, um, women who run with wolves, the book, and she like brings in this wolf, um, as an animal that's just really intelligent and just as like a kind of like a symbol as the archetype for wild women. And one of the things she says is like, um, we can learn to ride the waves. Like we, when we talk about all of these cycles, like the life, death, life one that we talked about last night in the unveiling, like we can better learn to not attach too much to the positives or attach too much to the negatives. And it kind of, like you said, evens out and you're just like riding the wave. And I remember she like gave the example of wolves, like wolves just live. They respond well to situations they're in. That's what makes part of what makes them so intelligent, right? Like she says, wolves do not deem the ups and downs of life, like energy, power, food, nor opportunity as startling or punitive. So like, 
They don't, mm. you know, they don't get upset about the negative things. They just deal with them. <laughs> so it's funny because that's like exactly what you were saying, Jana. <laughs> it kind of fits with the cycles and things that we were talking about last night. Do you think the wolves follow retrograde? <laughs> sure, no. <laughs> Not even aware. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, gosh. The weed, the weeds so do because they're looking around, going, "Oh man, we're not going to survive this one, are we?" And I'm like, "Nope, we're not." <laughs> mm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think like, um, like it is like that feeling of you just kind of ride the waves in your life different when you have the practice of yoga because you can take elements that you learn, like insert them into anything like standing in line at the grocery store like you can either be annoyed or you can breathe <laughs> right <clears throat> um and I also like a lot of it um the ideas that we not even like asana but like all of the yamas and niyamas which I'm sure we'll get into at this point are like kind of those off the mat practices that in can enhance your relationships like to yourself and to other people with study and I think that that's where a lot of like um just not to merge two things but mindfulness comes in that otherwise wouldn't have been there <laughs> so that's how it can enhance your days like when you notice things that you wouldn't otherwise have noticed I think there's a power in that whenever life is literally trying to steal your attention constantly and um you know, like we can so easily get carried away with our days. Sorry, my dog has kettle cough. So oh, no, no, <laughs> if you hear that, it's been, oh, I feel so bad. But anyways, um, yeah, like when we're so, we could have the opportunity to be so disconnected or just caught up in um, flying through life because you don't have to su be super mindful when things are so easy for us these days <laughs> to have like practices that keep us here and present and in control of like our, not in control, but aware of our thoughts. Like that is a superpower right now. And I think it's a, a big reason why we even are here in this community, because that's like the enlivening that we're talking about. Um, it's so important right now. Sorry, that was kind of a little rambling tangent, but. <laughs> oh, I, I love know. that though, that we can consider these our superpowers <clears throat> because it feels, it feels good to, to know you have this, this innate, inherent, like positive power to, to turn to. Mm -hmm. Right. Whenever and we can strengthen a little it. helpless or out of your control, yeah. like you you have more power than you think <laughs> at your fingertips <laughs> right yeah so mirage what what's your what's your superpower for yoga right now <laughs> um in complete transparency right now my practice is at a wall and so mm -hmm. it's really just um as we always say coming back um being mm -hmm. a really hard time coming to terms with my practice and how I want it to be so I'm really not forcing a lot of things that I 
typically was, you know, like, make sure you get on your mat this many times a week, like mm-hmm. the goals I set up for myself that previously, I think, put me in this position. So um, right now, my superpower is listening to my body and my mind. And being straight up with the fact that like, maybe I don't love some of the practices that I was engaging with. And that's okay. Like we're, we grow as human beings and um, this practice is ever evolving. So I think it's, for me, it was so hard to acknowledge like, oh my God, I put so much weight on this teacher and on this specific style of practice that I neglected to even check in on myself and ask like, do you even still like this? Like, (laughs) so um, for our old students and new students, um, you might see shifts and changes in my teaching. And I think that's because I'm discovering my practice all over again. So my power is to tell people that you can always come back and you can always find something new. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't enough in this field and I don't think that that's practiced enough in this field um, especially as teachers I think we sometimes put ourselves in a box and um, if there's any message to any student it would be that try it all and try it again and I know Ash um, you and I have had this conversation like a couple times via social but it's so encouraging when I hear I think People that I like, you know, have practiced with say like, it's okay if you don't like my style of teaching because there's thousands out there and there's <laughs> different ways to come into this practice and it doesn't just have to be movement. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's different phases, just like you said, like I know when I was doing my meditation training, I was so into meditation that my physical practice definitely went to the wayside for a little while, like, because I was sitting for 30 minutes a day, right? And um, I feel like now I'm like the opposite of you, Mirage. I'm flipping now and like going back to the physical and it's just, it's phases and you can learn and return. And um, I think that's like the a whole, uh, we can get into this another day, but this whole other um idea of like allowance allowing not allowance like (laughs) you're getting paid well maybe (laughs) but like allowing yourself to explore and like I know I'm not putting words in your mouth Mirage but like I would feel guilty that I wasn't doing the physical practice but I was gaining so much in the meditation that like the things I was shedding and working through oh my god like completely changed And then when I returned more to the physical practice, I felt like a completely different person in how I spoke to myself through the practice. (laughs) I'm like, whoa, who is this person? Like, I've been waiting for you. (laughs) Thanks for showing up. But it's like, there's all these different types of work and all these different pathways. And um, like, our goal here is to have a little bit of everything for you um, for that reason. Hi, Emily. <laughs> um, yeah. Mirage, when you were you were describing that about, um, I don't remember your exact words, but I remember I got chills because I think sometimes we have this idea in yoga as 
as a beginning student, as an advancing student, as a, as an, you know, all, all of the, the paths of the student that then for some of us become paths of the teacher and then for some of us become paths of the trainer. And it's such this, to me, it's like the antithesis of what yoga is because it's advertised and promoted and encouraged as such a straight line. Like yeah. now you're on this path, like go forth, but do not vary, do not waffle, do not do all the things. And I think in the variances and the waffling and the starting over and the deciding what works for you and what isn't like, those are the spaces where you figure out like your yoga. But I too, mm -hmm. like for the longest time, I, I got a vinyasa training and I just, every time I would waver from that, I'd be like, oh, oh shit, I got to get back to that. That's not what I am. That's not what I am. It's like, who, like, who's telling you who you are? Like you are. Right. But we're like, it's oh no. one limb of eight. <laughs> yeah. And it reminds me yeah. of our, our discussion last night in the unveiling of <laughs> trees. Like the, the tree itself die. It just lets the leaves go and the new leaves grow. So it's like, what if that, like, we're just letting like leaves go. Mm. We're still here. Yes. Mm -hmm. We're still in body in spirit, in mind, in all of the things, but they just have seasons. Yeah. Right. And I think like the through line is that point of connecting, right? Mm -hmm. As long as you're doing a practice, meditation, breath, asana, that like brings you back to center, it can be different depending on circumstance or phase or whatever. But that's like the through line. It has to be some sort of reconnection point, right? Like, is there a through line though? Or am I just making that up? I don't know. Yeah. I think it's so interesting because I think even when, like right now, a lot of my work is through, you know, just kind of like what Janet was saying, like patience, you know, whereas I think as a young and hungry yoga teacher, um, that was an identity that I was like, I'm right. You know, like this is the weight, like this is all of it. When it's like, I'm always the student and mm -hmm. that part kind of falls to the wayside. So finding that through line for me is like the patience of like, it's okay if you're not in the physical practice right now because you're working through X, Y, Z so that mm -hmm. you can show up as a teacher, you know, like be the student and then the teacher will come. <laughs> right. And, and I, that's yeah, that's still part of your journey, right? Self-study is that journey. And I think like, um being on that journey is like that little point of checking in yeah. daily so like your your spiritual life becomes your life <laughs> yeah it's like extension of it yeah i think that is too one of my favorite things about yoga it's 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 the ultimate relationship of unconditional love because it's not like a person where i feel like you know i just need a break from you right now Who's, mm -hmm. who's to say that person when you're like, I'm ready. He's going to be like, yeah, I'm ready for you too. They're going to be right. like, no, remember that time you just quit talking to me? 
I, I find that with all all aspects of yoga, if you just need a break, there's no hard feelings coming back to it. And yeah. there's no like tug from the actual practice to be like, you have to do this. But it might be your body that's like, okay, we want to move again. Or your brain that's like, sit, like sit down. This is, you know, too much. But I love how you said listening, Mirage, because it's so, it's so much listening. Oh. Sometimes I'm so bad at it. Same. <laughs> I'm so bad. I'm like, no, 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 no. Let me tell you. And I'm like, that's I'm bad at the patience part. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, craving, like, just this long, slow hold. And I'm like, I should probably go spin for 30 minutes. My body's like, <laughs> no. <laughs> Lay on with a bolster right now. <laughs> yeah. So the listening yeah. still working. And what's and I will say that I don't think this is an us problem. It's just how yoga was presented in the Western mm-hmm. world. And this is um these questions are just the appropriate questions to ask based on our background. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Like it's it's not really our fault that that's the only thing we were presented with was um, power yoga, which is a great gateway. Like I, I'm not discounting um, the styles that we were presented, like specifically in Pittsburgh, like there was only hmm. that in the beginning, right? And I'm sure that's like with a lot of other cities in the United States. So it's like, what is this next evolution? So not only yoga with like, each of us as individuals, but like here as a whole, when we are still respecting the practice and its origins. And I think it's a really beautiful moment to like really step back and look like, okay, I'm honoring the practice by not choosing a physical practice today. (laughs) Right. It's self-study, which is a huge part of yoga that wasn't talked about in the United States for a long time. (laughs) And that's I love self-study. I almost wanted mm-hmm. to be like, what, let's talk about our our favorite philosophy and, you know, common ground mm-hmm. today. And I was ready to be like, Pratyahara and Svadhyaya. Well, let's not start that way because th- those are words <laughs> that, like, don't make sense to people because they have too many mm-hmm. syllables and aren't English. Um, but I believe that Svadhyaya, self-study, is so much of why we created in spirit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So there's so much to talk about, which is what we will do here every Monday. Um, thinking 845. Um, yes. <laughs> we went back and forth as we were, um, we're at time, but we'll, we'll definitely stay on for a, a little bit and would love to hear from any of you in the chat or if you want to speak up right. but yep. for, for this week, what if we were able to just give ourselves some space to listen to Mm -hmm. the superpower that wants to come through Mm -hmm. and be okay Mm -hmm. if we don't even have an answer at the end of the week Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely what is what is just listening like Mm -hmm. i love that yeah ready well if you're drinking a coffee or anything raise your glass cheers (laughs) To our, <laughs> to our inaugural common ground. We broke oh, ground. We did it. For showing up. Um, and you can always listen later, too. Yeah. All right. 
Bye, friends. Hope you have a great week. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, awesome, Ash. Yeah. Yeah. It's nice to have the space to like have a conversation like this on a Monday because I was just thinking I was like getting into my same routine, which is like power through. And uh, it was nice to pause, just like you said. Oh, Ash, I love I love that because that's I think we could all give ourselves 30 minutes in some shape or form. (laughs) Yeah. Awesome. All right. See you soon. (laughs) Bye, friends. Bye.